You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. Betty bought a bit of butter, but she found the butter bitter, so Betty bought a bit of better butter to make the bitter butter better. What? How has Harry hastened so hurriedly from the hunt? Wait, what did Harry do? Vincent vowed vengeance vehemently. Vincent vowed vengeance vehemently. Seriously, what the f*** are you talking about? Moses supposes his toeses are roses, but Moses supposes erroneously, for nobody's toeses are posies of roses as Moses supposes his toeses to be. I- I'm done with this. I'm done. Theophilus Thistler, the, th- the thistle sifter, in sifting a sieve of unsisted thistles, thrust 3,000 thistles through the thick of his thumb. All right, well, I mean, while you're over there having a stroke, I'm going to go find some crowns to eat. The tip of the tongue, the teeth, the lips. The tip of the tongue, the teeth, the lips. The tip of the tongue, the teeth, the lips. The tip of the tongue, the teeth, the lips. The tip of the tongue, the teeth, the lips. The tip of the tongue, the teeth, the lips. Welcome to Make Liberty Great Again, the best damn liberty podcast that you've never heard of. Phil and I will be your guides as we peer into the ridiculous reality of our society and our government. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Make Liberty Great Again, Liberty Strikes Back. I'm your host, Cam Harless, and joining me today is my co-host, Phil Padilla. Hey, buddy. Let's get this party started. Well, I'm just, I am just happier than a pig in poop right now. Let's just jump right into it. Sounds good to me, weirdo. What do you have for us today? <laughs> well, to, uh, you want me to be honest with you? Yeah. <sighs> I'm annoyed. Well, going back to, do you want me to be honest with you? Was your first instinct to lie to me? <laughs> Usually. Um, you know, I don't. I don't like to tell the truth to, to cops or soldiers, so, I mean... That's fair. All right. Agents, agents of the I'll state, you know. <laughs> I deserve that. <laughs> well, uh, honestly, we, I'm annoyed because of this, uh, this Andrew Yang guy. We mentioned him in episode one. He's one of the Democrats that's already thrown his hat into the ring for the presidential... as a presidential candidate, and... Um, well, really, it's not him. It's not so much him as it is the online libertarians that are just propping this commie up. <sighs> now, he's that he, hes that tech guy that's uh, an advocate for uh, universal basic income, right? Yeah, that's the, that's the guy. Um, you know, the guy who's pushing to give everyone uh, $1,000 a month. Well, that sounds like commie bullshit, but okay. So, you know me pretty well at this point. We've been friends for what? Three years, four years, something like that. Quite a while. <clears throat> but you you know how much I love memes and trolling, right? You, you you know how much of my time I spend just kind of screwing with people. Yeah, I mean, it, it's almost like you're part Russian. Right, yeah. But, okay, so with this Andrew Yang thing, I'm just at a complete loss. I'm... <sighs> this Their support of him, um, I'm not sure if it's a meme or if it's satire... Um, but have you seen his hashtag? Uh, hashtag Yang Gang. Yang Gang? Y- yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> well, uh, I've seen um, I've seen libertarians throwing it around like it's a free thousand dollars a month. You know, I'd say they can't be serious, but if 2016 taught us anything, pretty sure they're serious. Right, and you know, I thought you know, there's no, there's no way they're serious, but I. <sighs> Yeah, I can't, I'm, I'm not so sure anymore. I mean, there are a lot of, the, they call themselves collapsitarians, um, 
And a lot of these guys out there seem to think that propping up this guy is actually somehow a good idea. And I don't get it. Ooh, collapsitarian sound. That sounds edgy. <laughs> but, uh, well, at least hopefully he's good on war. I mean, you'd, you'd, you'd think that that would be the number one thing they'd talk about. Like, oh, hey, this candidate is better the other, than the others because, you know, he's good on war. He doesn't want to kill more children, you know, but... Um, or Doctors Without Borders. Right, right. You know, one uh, uh, doc, uh, Nobel Peace Prize winner bombing another. Um, but no, I mean, he did... I think it was actually today. He tweeted um, about being against regime change and endless war, but he had to be asked. He had to be pressed on it. Um, mm-hmm. It was. It's not like something he's known for, and you know, all these libertarians are talking about the freaking thousand dollars a month. I mean, they don't even mention. Uh, I don't know some important things like his stance on war or. Uh, his stance on guns. I mean, that's got to be a troll. I mean, they can't just be going around like, hey, everyone, go talk to this guy. He wants to give everybody $1,000. we got to back him. I mean, it, uh, if they didn't argue for it as much as they did, I would agree this is definitely a troll. I mean, it has to be Poe's law, you know, the law that says when, ev- when people's... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um... Stance arguments or stances are so crazy that you can no longer tell if it's satire or not anymore. I think right. that might have something to do with it, but I mean, these people seem deadly serious about it. Um, a lot of the like the common thread in a lot of these um, these arguments is this like deep sense of defeatism. Like the, their thoughts are that regardless of how bad this dude is how bad he is on guns, how bad he is on econ- economics, that he isn't worse than anyone else, and that's, hey, we'll get $1,000 out of it. Um, I know there are some out there that are using it as satire to show how easy, easily votes can be bought. I mean, I, I hope. Um, but the argument really does ring too true for many that I've come across. Yeah, but, they, I mean, his tweets are out there. I mean, they're, they're visible for everybody to see. They have to have read his, you know, read his tweets at some point. I mean, they have to know that he's anti-gun. You know, and, and what's more libertarian than gun rights? I can't, I can't think of anything. Well, neither can I. And it's a pretty important topic for me. I'm a pretty uh, strong supporter of, you know, gun rights and the Second Amendment. So let me just read a couple excerpts, a couple things that stood out to me as horrifying from this little commie. So the first coming from February 15th of last year, and it says, There is no practical reason for citizens to have assault weapons. Again, with that freaking term, assault weapons, the dumbest term ever. We need to treat gun ownership. Yeah, I mean, seriously, it's just a buzzword. We need to treat gun ownership as an awesome privilege and responsibility and regulate accordingly. Well, at least he recognizes that it's awesome. So, and then he goes on to say, guns are more deadly than cars, and we take tests to get driver's licenses. But I I, I wonder if he knows, I'm just going to guess that he doesn't know that most gun deaths are suicides. But hey, I mean, what good are statistics when you can just appeal to everyone's inner dum-dum? Ugh. I mean... I don't know if I have anything more than guttural sounds for tweets like that. Yeah, I feel you on that one. 
uh, it's just, you know, there's not a whole lot you could say with just gibberish like that. But, you know, then again, here's another one. In October of last year, he tweeted, I'd start fining gun manufacturers $1 million for each person killed by their weapons. That would get more companies focused on how to keep guns out of the hands of those who would do others harm. But how the hell are they supposed to know, you know, these gun companies, how are they supposed to know the intent of a would-be purchaser? Like, does the guy at the gun counter at the local gun store ask? Like, hey, or is that a box you have to check? Do you intend to harm others? Check yes or no or maybe. And if maybe there's a box where it says explain more. Like, what? how do they plan to enforce that? It's like that, that magical box on the uh, application for the U.S. government to give uh, <laughs> guns to rebel factions over in the Middle East. If they hit that moderate Muslim, you know, moderate rebel check mark, you know, they're good. We know they're good. They they check the box, but <laughs> let me ask the um, the million dollars that goes out. Does that, I mean, to the victims? Does that um, does that count when cops shoot someone, or or the dogs that that cops shoot? Like, is that are they covered by that million dollars? Probably not. And you know what's really ambiguous about that text is he just says that they should. I'd start finding gun manufacturers $1 million for each person killed by their weapons. So that means that, let's say, 13 people get killed. That's $13 million. But that's going to the government. What's the government going to do with that money? Are they going to dole it out to the victims? Or are they just going to throw that in their slush funds for, like, you know, bombing countries for, like, literally no reason? Right. And don't American gun manufacturers make guns for the military? Right. So, <laughs> right. So. so, like, I mean, every, every insurgent that gets shot i mean they they get fined a million dollars for that too i mean this depending on how literal this dip is um this would just put gun makers out of business yeah i mean that's probably the goal i mean that seems to be what they're going for these days is they're coming after the guns but um but i digress so finally you know here's one more of a here's more of a recent one and to me, it's it's the most infuriating. And, you know, let me see if you can take a guess why. On March 12th, this guy named Alex tweeted, If it weren't for the fact that he's pro-gun confiscation, I would probably be on board with hashtag YangGang2020. Chain, or train, excuse me. Our boy Yang responded, Confiscating guns from private homes is unrealistic. Wow. You said it, partner. Just wow is right. Well, um, so his problem isn't that stealing guns from normal, everyday folks is wrong, nor is it that people, police included, um, would be murdered so that he could get people's guns away, but that it's unrealistic. Right. My takeaway is that he's okay with tyranny as long as it's feasible. And, you know, I've... I, I actually tweeted this um, on our account, but you know, I just I put it in here because I I, I need I need to actually say it out loud. <laughs> but uh, anyone who wants to take or regulate firearms using the state is your enemy, pure and simple. There's nothing they could say that could absolve them of this villainy. The act of pushing for and enacting these policies is tantamount to initiating violence against peace, peaceful people. Yeah, you won't find an argument for me. I agree. Well, f that guy. 
I really, I, I really hope it's a joke. I mean, I really hope that the idea that he isn't any worse than anyone else and that you might as well get $1,000 out of it is, is just a joke. I mean, I'll be honest at this point, I can't even imagine being excited about much less campaigning for a presidential candidate. Right. Let's just hope that he keeps saying more silly things and just kind of fades into obscurity. That's my hope. But, uh, you know, speaking of dummies, our girl Sandy <laughs> never disappoints, you know. This commie, you know, she is a real headline magnet, as I like to say. Uh, well, cool, cool, you know, weak segue, bro. Uh, go on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'll, I'll work on that. Sorry about that. Um, but anyway, comrade not from the Bronx's chief of staff, Psycat Chakrabarty. I'm going to say... Probably... Psychot Chakrabarty. That's not really that different from what I said, so we'll just we'll split the difference. So <laughs> let's call so, let's call him let's call him Psy. Psy? Alright. I was gonna say S C but Psy works. So Psy, as we'll affectionately refer to him, reportedly stashed away over a million dollars in political donations. One million dollars. Now the donations are said to have come from, uh, excuse me, coming from two political action committees founded by this, you know, degenerate, and he's accused of funneling <laughs> the funds into two of his own private companies. Well, uh, so much for uh, AOC's uh, promise to reduce the influence of dark money. Yeah, I mean, a politician full of crap. I mean, who would have thought? Freaking degens. Freaking degens from upstate New York. <laughs> but according to the Washington Examiner, um, I was reading over this article, and they were kind of given a little a rundown. And um, so the companies, it's, it, it seems like the companies were set up so with the intention to kind of sidestep certain reporting requirements for funds. And there's also some allegations floating around about violating the $5,000 limit on contributions from federal political action committees, committees, excuse me, to candidates. Now, you know, I think we all know and can somewhat agree and meet in the middle that, you know, campaign finance laws are, you know, can be pretty vague and confusing, but there are some campaign finance attorneys out there who saying that there's tote something fishy going on here, okay? They've stated that there isn't a way to tell where the donations went and what they are potentially used for. And right. that's, you know, that's what stinks about this whole thing. Right. And in, in case you didn't know, um, PACs are actually required to disclose any and all information about how and when funds are spent. So, I mean, that includes advertisements and literally any other expenditures. But the companies by uh, SI are not required to report that information for some reason. You know, and... I've just about had it with these democratic socialists and their phony baloney. You know, they, they pander to all the lazy, entitled gangs of kids who have got a serious case of the gimme gimmies, you know, ranting and raving about the 1% and rich people that and capitalism this, but they always show their true colors in the end. You know, Bernie's a millionaire sellout who has like 42 different homes. And then now we find out that the new poster child for smashing the bourgeoisie has a freaking slush fund. So these authoritarians prop themselves up on the backs of these useful idiots, and they're really just in it for the money and power. 
I mean, they can't make it any more obvious. I don't know how it's not obvious to more people and how anybody votes or supports these people at all. Well, uh, do you feel a little better now that you got that out of your system? No. <laughs> Quite frankly, I would... I'll, I'll tell you, I would, I would prefer if they walk through a mile of Legos barefoot. But now I feel better. And, uh, you know, thanks for asking. <laughs> well, uh, it's... It's my turn to vent again, um, if that's all right with you. I'll allow it. Well, uh, according to uh, CNN, the Connecticut Supreme Court ruled Thursday that families of Sandy Hook victims can continue their year-long lawsuit against... Wait, didn't we just talk about this? Gun manufacturers. What the f***? Uh, This new ruling stipulates that the families can pursue one of their specific claims in the case. Uh, the claim is that Remington knowingly marketed the AR-15 for use to carry out um, offensive military-style combat missions against their perceived enemies. The ruling also stated that um, state law doesn't allow for advertisements that encourage criminal behavior. And the only thing I can think of, and I'm pretty sure what I'm pretty sure they're referring to. Um, is an advertisement that shows a soldier holding a rifle and the caption said something like when under pressure bushmaster delivers right you know and i think from that advertisement he was like standing in the jungle or something and you know there's some kind of dramatic backdrop but again you know nothing about the advertisement screams out to me hey kids you know shoot your mom in the head four times steal her car steal her weapons and then go kill a bunch of your classmates i'm not getting that from the advertisement right and and i mean not only is it just just i mean ridiculous in and of itself but i mean it's a dangerous precedent i mean how can the manufacturers of firearms be held legally responsible for the illegal actions of other people I mean, should right. the manufacturer of this mo- of his mother's car be held responsible just because he was able to drive it to the school? I mean, they weren't Probably. even. I mean, they weren't even his weapons. He took them from his mom's home after he murdered his mother. I mean, just to re- reiterate, nothing, nothing he did was legal, but that is somehow the fault of Remington for some arbitrary advertisement the victims' families are interpreting as a dog whistle for murderers. I mean, due to federal laws, people have no way to seek damages against vaccine manufacturers. I mean, when I mean, and this is when they're directly injured by a vaccine. However, uh, someone can now steal a gun, use it criminally, and then the victim can get a payout from the gun manufacturer. I mean, how how does the government even decide who they? Are going to quote unquote protect well i think it's it's you know what's a better story to sell i mean it all just it's all just a game of feels and narrative you know what i mean like they've already sold most people on vaccines so yeah. you know questioning vaccines at all is heresy right and you know now it's time to go after guns so i mean you know we don't mean to sound callous about the little disclaimer here about this issue but i mean it all just seems so ridiculous I mean, we all agree what happened is horrifying and awful, obviously. But, you know, can we just maybe not let reason be drowned out by emotional activism? I mean, that would be a nice change of pace. Right. I mean, and speaking of a nice change of pace, the Senate did something right. Ooh, you liked that segue, didn't you, buddy? It was a hella good segue, and you know it. 
Yep. <laughs> I got you. I told you I'd make it up to you. Oh man, this and this is why I love you. Thank you. Uh, but you yeah, the, the Senate, the Senate did something right. I don't believe you. You're gonna have to elaborate. <laughs> no, really. I mean, it actually seems like they did something right. All right. I'll I'll bite. What did they do? Um, well, they voted to stop propping up the Saudi war in Yemen, just just on Wednesday. Hmm. I'm going to take things that didn't happen for a thousand, Trebek. I mean, no, really, it happened. I mean, it also looks like, from all the reports, I mean, it looks like it's going to pass the House as well. Um, of course, you know, it'll probably be Trump's second veto. I mean, you saw that he he had oh, his, yeah. uh, his first. Uh, right. Right, yeah. This is his second now. He uh, He finally dipped his toes in those waters, you know. Um, today when he shot down Congress in their effort to block his emergency declaration. You know what really sucks about that, besides everything, is he referred to the veto as his duty. I mean, vomit, excuse me, but, you know, border wall. What a stupid f***ing idea. Um, anyways, I'm, I'm sorry, what were you saying? Um, well, I mean, it pains me, what I'm about to say. I mean, it hurts, but I'm just going to say it. All right. Um, Bernie Sanders, your oh, favorite, your favorite bobblehead, um, said, uh, and I quote: "The United States Congress is going to reassert its constitutional responsibility over issues of war that have been abdicated for presidents, Democrats, and Republicans for too many years." Um, Bernie Sanders said that. Yeah, that's nice, and it and it sounds good, but I mean, we're talking about the guy who voted for the second Iraq War. To fund it, excuse me. Yeah, he, I mean, you know, he did vote to fund it, I mean, after he voted against the war. Um, Oh, what a, so a flip-flop. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's a touch shady no matter what, and uh, I think he just wants to look anti-war rather than actually being anti-war. I mean, how else can you explain that? No, I don't want to go to war. Ten minutes later, here's all the money you need to go to war. (laughs) <laughs> like, that's some kind of principle. Um, but, yeah, hey, if this vote could stop the fighting in Yemen and help bring it into the starvation and the um, cholera epidemic that has killed hundreds of thousands at this point, I'm all for him pandering because he hates Trump. That's fair. That's a fair point. I'll take it. Um, but, you know, tell me this. Did our boy Rand, did he vote to end this too? Did he agree on it? Every now and then I get to not be disappointed in Rand Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, for, when he first came out, I was like, Rand, 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 Rand. But I mean, right. some of his decisions, man. But, yeah, no, this is one of those that, that I actually get to be, you know, proud of of a, of a Paul again. I love it. Um, but, yeah, no, um, he did actually vote to end the proxy war in Yemen. Um, of course, the other senator from Kentucky... Uh, Mitch McConnell actually encouraged lawmakers on Wednesday to oppose the Yemen resolution, calling it inappropriate and counterproductive. Of course he did. He's a war hawk and an establishment hack. But uh, I have a feeling they didn't listen to him, though. Damn right they didn't. Uh, Seven Republicans told uh, McConnell to f*** himself. Um, I'd like to actually read out their names, Um, which I'm going to give props where they're due. Um, but so the Republicans that decided to 
go against Trump in this and against John Bolton and uh, every other terrible person. Um, okay, so Mike Lee of Utah, Susan Collins of Maine, Steve Daines of Montana, Jerry Moran, Moran? Moran? I'm a, I'm a, I think it's Moran. <laughs> Kansas. We'll say Moran. Moran. I, I like Moran, but I mean, I guess he's in the good side this time, so whatever. That's a little too on the nose. <laughs> uh, Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, our boy Rand, and uh, Todd Young of Indiana. All right. Shout out to them for being on the right side of this. But uh, let's hope Rand still has the ability to, you know, maybe whisper into the president's ear so that the nightmare over there might come to an end. You know, that's that's what I hope for. By the grace of God, we go. And uh, for our listeners, if you're not, you know, familiar or up to date with the conflict over there in Yemen, we're going to link a pretty succinct article in today's show notes that gives a cliff note version of the war in Yemen. It's a nice little 400-word article. Um, it gets you caught up to speed on what's going over there. So it's a real nice, quick read. And that'll be in the show notes for you today. Cool. But um, moving on now. There's a, uh, we got a new member of the Democratic Clown Car, my friend. I know, I just, I don't even want to hear about it. Well, too bad. Our friend Beto, the is man it, who lost it, the Senate race. Is it Beto, Beto, or Beto? Because I've heard Beto, and I've heard Beto. Isn't his name Robert? <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I think, I, I think so, yeah. We, yeah, Beto. Can we get a fact check? <laughs> I'm just gonna let's do a fact check. What is Beto's first name? Yeah, his name's Robert Francis O'Rourke. Okay, okay, Francis. <laughs> so we're gonna. I'm gonna call him. I'm gonna call him Franny. So, so anyway, our friend Franny, the man who lost it to none other than Ted Cruz, thinks that he's actually gonna beat Donald Trump. In a 2020 presidential race. Yeah, this this giant walking set of human teeth um, is going against Donald Trump. I mean, this his whole campaign, his whole shtick is so freaking contrived. Like, I mean, the dude's going by Beto. He's pretending that he, or Beto, or whatever. He's pretending that he is ethnic and... I mean, that dude is just about as Mexican as I am. Right. He's a total, you know, bought and paid for political actor. He's just, you know, a puppet getting his strings pulled. But I'm going to have to say you're probably more Mexican than he is. Well, and you're just saying that because I had tacos tonight. (laughs) Yeah, true that. But, um... Anyway, after uh, Franny said over and over and over again that he would not be running, that his family deserved his time and energy, and that he would definitively not run for the presidency, we found out that was just a lie. It's, it's always good to start off your campaign by breaking a promise to your, your wife and kids. I mean, like, if you actually sure. listen to some of the, the sound bites of him talking about it, I mean, he talks about, yeah, you know, we've been doing this campaign against Ted Cruz for for two years. I didn't get to spend much time with my kids or my wife. And really, you know, after this is over, after I'm uh, after this race is over, I'm going to go back to being a dad. And it's like, oh, wait, I could be president. Never mind. Screw you, kids. (laughs) Screw you, wife. I'm going to do what I want. But I mean, really, the dude couldn't beat Ted Cruz. 
Yeah. He he right. won't he won't beat Trump. Now you see, I know that, and you know that, but does Franny know that? Probably not. Um, but uh, you know, really, I just hope that uh, Lindsay Lohan announces her candidacy soon. Oh my God! Yes, please, Lindsay Lohan and Paris Hilton for the 2020 ticket. Please, please let this happen. But um, I just can't wait to see the media creation of this candidate uh, lose again. That's what I'm looking forward to. Amen. But now's time, I think, for the fun part of the show. Do you have a game for us? I know how great mine was last week, but can you beat me? You set the bar pretty high, partner. But I definitely do... I do have a game, and this time you're going to be the one playing, and I'm going to be one calling the shots. Hey, hey, I'm I'm game. Hey. That's a re- that's a really bad pun, but whatevs. <laughs> uh, so here's what's going to happen, buddy. I'm going to read you a feminist term, and you're going to guess the definition. Okay? Are you ready? <sighs> Lord, bear me strength. And here we go. Now, I'm going to start off with some easy ones. We're going to ease into it, and then we're okay. going to go off the, off the frickin' deep end, buddy. Okay. So here's number one. The term is patriarchy. That would be the, um, uh, the reigning champs and the... I'm not a football guy. I'm just... Uh, it's a joke about the Patriots. Um, moving on. Uh, it's it's how men control everything and subjugate women. That's basically it is a hierarchical structured society in which men hold more power. So you're basically right on the money. <laughs> okay. Next term. Again, we're gonna start off with another easy one. Get you warmed up. Sexism. Um. That sexism is when um, I look at a woman. Basically. It's the idea that women are inferior to men. All I mean, I, those are facts. <laughs> Science. <laughs> so they've got. Never mind. Okay. Yeah, let's let's not get taken off the air already, buddy. Take it easy over there. <laughs> I was gonna, All right. I was gonna quote Anchorman. <laughs> nope. 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 All right. Two two more easy ones. All right. Next one is misogyny. Misogyny is the hatred of women. Perfect. Next, last, last easy one, misandry. Um, fake, not real, not a thing. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. You showed me. All right. Yep. Men mm-hmm. cannot be okay. sexisted against. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. All right. So here we go. So. I even love how the article I'm looking at says a little deeper before it goes into these terms. <laughs> if that's what you can call it. Uh, oh my God. Okay. So, so, okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to kind of lead you into this okay. one. So hostile sex, hostile sexism is the one most people think about. It's openly insulting, objectifying and degrading women. Yes. So with that in mind, what do you think benevolent sexism is? That would be... I'll answer honestly. I'll actually answer honestly. That's going to be like 
the guy, um, I would say it's probably somewhat tied to chivalry. Like, let's help the lady out. I love the ladies. I'm gonna, I'm gonna white knight for the ladies because they need me. Ooh, you know what? That's not bad. So, according to whatever the hell I'm reading, kind of seems like a compliment, even though it's rooted in men's feelings of superiority. It's when men say women are worthy of their protection, often off the sinking boat first. What, what the hell does that mean? Like, um, or like that the, they're more the, nurturing like the Titanic. than Titanic. Like, get women and children off. Oh, okay. So, preferential treatment. Yeah. Okay. So, or that they're more nurturing than men. Therefore, they should raise children. It's restrictive. Okay. <laughs> right. So, that's, that's benevolent sexism. You're better at us than something. That's sexist. Yeah. So, this might be my favorite one. What is misogynoir? Is that like misogyny against black women? Oh my god, how did you know that? (laughs) (laughs) This segment's over. You clearly, you're clearly cheating. sharp as hell. Let me just let you know that right now. I mean, at least they try to be slightly creative about it. (laughs) They don't just say, black misogyny. (laughs) Okay. So now I'm going to just skip right into some ridiculous ones. Okay, go for it. Misogynoir. All right. So there's an actual feminist definition for women of color that I would like you to take stab there's at. There's a feminist definition of women of color. Correct. I, mean, I think the definition of women of color is women of color. <laughs> well, <laughs> dum-dum, that's where you'd be wrong. So according to this, this is actually on USA Today. I just, if you want, if you guys want to Google it, it's USA Today Feminist Glossary. So women of color is a political term to unite women from marginalized communities of color who have experienced oppression. It can include women of African, Asian, Latin, or Native American descent. That have experienced depression? Oh, no, I'm sorry. Oppression. Oh, okay. I was just like, dear Lord. <laughs> this is very specific. Yeah. <laughs> you you can't be a woman of color unless you've thought about killing yourself. Oh, God. All right. I'm going to do a couple more here just because they keep getting really good. The next one I'm going to give you is male gaze. And that's not gaze as in gay people plural. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Um... I guess that's like men checking out a chick just without the wolf whistle. Uh, eh. It's a way of looking at the world through a masculine lens that views women as sexual objects. Oh, kidoki. Yep, that's what I'm. <laughs> oh, well, I don't even it, like. I feel like they'd be pissed off even without the second part of that definition. All right, I'm going to um, I'm going to end on this one because it makes me sad. And I don't want to play this game anymore. So I want <laughs> I would like you to define the word bro appropriating. Oh my god. I mean it's it's very clear I'm thinking when a male appropriates the quote unquote culture of women. Close. It's stealing an idea from a woman and putting it into the world as your own. Bro appropriating. Stupid. <laughs> okay, so there's some. Here are two. I have two acronyms that I know of now that I learned recently. 
Okay. And I want to give them to you. You don't want. I don't want you to look them up. Hopefully, you don't know them already. But I want to see if you know them. All right. Um, Hit me with the acronyms. What is a TERF? T E R F. Trans exclusionary radical feminist. All right. You're you're well learned. Um. <laughs> I'm Wilkes. I'm Wilkes. I'm Wilkes. How about Swerf? Well. You got me there. So I'm going to say the earth is exclusionary radical feminist. So what is SW? Let's think about last week. Let's think about uh, Nick, Nicholas Sarwark. Oh. Quick. What does he, who does he have to go to in order to get laid? Sex worker. Bingo. Yes. <laughs> so I think, I think that's enough. I think that's enough uh, feminist. I'm going to call it feministing. Feministing. That's good. I yeah. like that. Yeah. Well played, makes sir. Me think of, makes me think of things. Um, but yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think we're good there. Um, yeah, good job. Th- well, you know, I uh, I appreciate it. Thank you for uh, letting me show you how smart I am when oh, it yeah. comes to feminist terms. Don't know what that says about me. <laughs> Just don't mansplain. Thank you for having this little bit of fun with us and joining us on this adventure. That is the madness of our world. And as always, please give us a follow on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Patreon at ThisIsMLGA. If you'd like to send us an email, you could reach us at ThisIsMLGA at gmail.com. Yep, hit us up, subscribe, and make sure to rate us on iTunes because that definitely helps us grow and it guarantees that we make more episodes. Right, absolutely. And uh, we'd like to just take a moment to say a special thank you to our friend David Derryberry from the Morning Drive with David podcast. Um, he's a member of the MLG podcast, or excuse me, MLGA podcast network, and really loves Cam. I mean, that's a fact. I mean, technically, the MLGA podcast network was David's idea, and we just ran with it. I mean, he's also taken the time to shout us out in excruciating detail on his podcast a couple of times. I mean, I could use some more love, but I'm just happy we're getting out there. Now, if if you're listening and you want to listen to a badass working man discuss the latest news that gets his goat, head on over to The Morning Drive with David. Again, that's The Morning Drive with David. Right. I mean, the dude's entertaining. He's fun to listen to. Really, it's just fun to listen and think out loud and speak on whatever current issue just happens to interest him that day. Um, I couldn't recommend it more. Um, also, if you'd like to join us in this endeavor and get a shout-out or submit questions that we will answer on the podcast, hit up our Patreon. And uh, don't forget to check out the MLGA Network. Uh, we are a small and scrappy group of libertarians that share the best liberty podcasts on MLGANetwork.com. Uh, make sure to check that out. Um, also, we will have even more original shows coming your way soon. I've got one on the docket, actually two, that I'm personally, I'm behind the scenes working on that uh, we are going to announce pretty soon. Yep, so stay tuned for that. And uh, we're just happy you're here with us, and uh, we're happy to be here as well. And stay sane, everybody. Mm-hmm.